0: Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Maher. Proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or visit their website at greyhoundpp.com.au. We hope that you enjoy this episode and thanks to everyone for your support in promoting our wonderful industry.
1: Yeah, like, tell me, tell me, to start off with, you know, what, what exactly is your role? Because all I see pop up on social media channels is you, just you, just backing winners. So you obviously must be good at what you do.
0: Yeah, I've uh, I've been in obviously Greyhounds for a little while, and I got a gig with uh, the Meadows originally doing some interviewing, and then yep. flipped over to SEN uh, and do uh, I run some more co-host radio shows there for Greyhounds and. Um, I think one of the big things with SEN is their social media platform. And they said, yep. you know, if you want to if you want to grow as, you know, a host or grow in the media, you've got to use social media. So yep. um, I, you know, I started using Twitter and I wasn't really a big Twitter fan, to be honest. I, I mainly just stuck to, you know, your main socials. But uh, I started throwing a few tips out there on Twitter and, yeah, um, the odd you know instagram poster sen but no it's uh, it's a way of reaching a lot of people i suppose that there's that many people on social media these days that yeah. it's a good way to get you know tips out and your your analysis on form and that's my main aim i'm i'm really big on trying to teach people you know how to assess races and or how i go about it and um try and yeah pass a little bit of knowledge on where i can because any any help to you know just someone that's not in the heart of the game uh, can go a long way and I know there's a lot of people out there that are interested in greyhound racing and if they can learn some basics around, you know, tipping and punting, uh, I think it would get them more involved.
1: Yep. Do you come from a, um, a greyhound racing family? How did you originally get started in the sport?
0: Yeah, dad's been involved in them, geez, uh, probably since he was 18 or 19. He got in a couple of dogs with some mates, yep. I think, as we all try and do. And uh, <laughs> his, his good mate down in Anarchy, uh, Jeff Bate, he was Graham Bate's brother. And at the time, Graham, well, Graham's been one of the best trainers for a while. He's not, yeah. you know, not in the game anymore, but uh, Jeff was his brother, and Jeff had. A stack of dogs down in Anarchy, I'd say probably 120, so he had a big scale, and uh, Dad got into him. that way, and used to go down, drive down his farm once a week, and take me down there when I was probably three or four, and we used to go down there for, yeah, every week, since I, up until I was probably four, 14, maybe, and... Then I got to the stage where it was, you know, trying to rear pups down there and give them as much attention as you can once a week. It, it got pretty tough, so I, I made a set-up at home, and yeah, I think we've got about 20, 25 dogs here now, oh, so wow. Dad and I, yep. yeah, the old man and I do that majority ourselves. My brother helps me here and there, but uh, he's more into the cars than the dogs, but I'll convert <laughs> him at some point, but yep. yeah, and no, I've always been a family that's been into into greyhound racing, and uh, the old man works at the uh, Greyhound tracks, so sand down in Hillsville down here in Victoria. So uh, I think that, you know, that keeps the enthusiasm up and, you know, you learn a lot as well. So uh, I think it's just a really good industry and uh, I'm pretty lucky to be a part of it.
1: Yep. And where did you sort of realise that you had a bit of a knack for um, for tipping winners? Oh,
0: I've, I've always, like done a stack of form and i've been someone that can whether you give me a couple of minutes or half an hour that can go through the form and say well this thing's gonna you know get the run of the race because this you know this dog's slow early or this dog's gonna run wide and i think probably through dad starting at hillsville and assessing the racing up there is it's a, it's a head-on footage so you can yep. assess which greyhounds want off the track which are mad for the rail etc cetera, etc cetera. and i think that probably open my eyes a bit to race analysis sort of stuff and i think that's there's there's so much to learn in greyhound form Uh, and i always speak about horses and that and how hard they are to assess because there's that many factors but greyhounds are so true to their form but if you can assess the race right you might not always get the result right but you, you can read it somewhat to not perfection but you know, it can be close too. But yep. at the same time, I, I try and tell a lot of people that, you know, sometimes you're not going to get it right and other times you will. And if it goes your way, fantastic. But you've got to learn what, you know, what the outcome was and what you probably missed or what you've yep. done so well. Yep. But yeah, it's uh, it's something I've just developed probably over, you know, the last five or 10 years. And it's one of those things that I, i'm probably glued to my phone a lot of the time and it'll catch up with me in the long run when my eyes start to go to pieces when i'm older but uh i, I do i do get the old uh, put your phone away now because I, i'd lay in bed and i'd lay there for two hours and just literally look at greyhound form for the next day or races coming up and uh i think yeah between my mum and my missus they both probably got sick of me staring at the phone and, and caring about greyhounds too much but uh yeah no it's paid off now and Got into a position where, you know, I'm lucky enough to be part of a, a big, you know, company, SEN, yeah. and tip, tip as part of a job.
1: Yeah, nice. So go and sort of, you know, for anybody that, you know, maybe not too familiar, because, you know, for some people, like some of my friends, you know, if I take them to the races and I give them a race book, they go, oh, my God, what? what the hell is this like what does this mean oh, I don't understand any of this so if somebody's picking up a race book or looking on the internet because you know there's so many um pe- you know pieces of information and form guides out there now which is great because you know you've got all this information and data and replays etc at your disposal what you know where should people be starting if they're just sort of starting out and you know looking to you know grow their knowledge on how to back um how to back greyhounds.
0: It was funny you asked this because one of the listeners on radio actually asked, what well, if I'm to walk into a pub uh, and didn't have a form, well, picked up a form, got a look to look at, you know, the phone for the next race, what is the best place, well, where's the best place to start? And I know replays are massive these days with social media, well, and the apps, it's yeah. it's huge. It's the biggest advantage we can get. And i tell you what, I'd love to get head-on footage of all racetracks because that would be an absolute game-changer, but I don't yes. know if they'll bring that out. But the big things for me are early speed. If, if you're out in front or somewhere amongst the first couple you've got a big advantage because depending on the distance of race your short course races if you're in if you're fourth to eighth then you may as well forget it unless you're an absolute superstar and get a dream run so you want to be you want to have something with early speed um i tend to look at dogs that have have dogs that are slow drawn either side of them because you know that you're not going to get crowded early it's i'm i played footy for you know years and Years on end and one thing that dad always said was you know time and space you know you can execute your skills and it's a bit like the dogs if you if you get a nice clear run at them for 20 or 30 meters unimpeded then you know you can really put the foot down and stamp your authority in the race and i think that's probably the thing for me uh stats from box draws i think that's probably the other big thing there's no point backing a dog off box one if he's you know had five starts for five wins off the pink and yeah. had five starts off the red for, for nothing. So uh, there's probably the other one. And then my thing is overall time, it doesn't have you don't have to be the best dog in the race, but those that combination of early speed, the dogs drawn around you and obviously your, your record if you can be within four four or five lengths of the best dog in the race i think you got to put yourself right amongst it and if you with you you are the best dog or second best dog in the race then i think that just adds to
1: it yep and you know I, i've noticed too like i said to a couple of people they go oh okay so how do i watch them parade and i said well unless you're at the track i said it's not really like horse racing where you sort of don't get the luxury of watching you know, watching them in the mounting yard. Cause I know when I bet on horses, like I've got no idea about form and stuff. I usually just pick them on how they look <laughs> and if they're sweating and yeah, that sort of thing. But I said, you can't really do that with dogs. So like you said, those little things in a form guide, just, you know, are so important if you are, you know, especially since there's so many people out there who, you know, try and make it as a, as a professional punter. Um, you have to know all that sort of nitty gritty stuff and something I you know, have said to people, and I don't know whether you agree with me or not, but, you know, whether they jump left, jump right, go straight, and then, like you said, coinciding with where they draw on the track can make a massive difference because their race may be over in the first five metres.
0: No, oh, exactly right. And I think if you're, a be- if you're a beginner out there, I'd push everyone to go and watch any Greyhound race that is front on at the boxes. So Hillsville, Capella uh, Bar, Um, probably sand down in the meadows because you can get a great guide on which way the dogs go out the boxes. There's no point backing a dog in box two if box one is just wanting to get so far off the track out the boxes and going to wipe you out. So uh, I think that, to me, that's the biggest advantage is head-on footage and knowing, okay, well, this thing's going to go hard to the rail. I want to back the thing that's outside it if it's got ability and early speed and can get a nice clear run at them because it is such an advantage and, like, as I said, I, I wish they could bring it out for all tracks because, you know, those 460s and 450s that you get, you can only see side on, you might not be able to see what the, the trainer or the handler can see from behind the boxes. And yeah. I think once they tell you after the race, oh, the dog outside me, you know, come hard across and wipe yeah. me out, well, you don't actually see that. So I think that's the little benefits there. But uh, the other thing that I would I wouldn't mind seeing would be the consistent first split, so the same sort of distance split at every track so you can compare each dog with you know the others but it, I don't know if that'll ever be the case but that would make that would make life a little interesting but yep. uh make it a lot easier again
1: so when you say like the emphasis on the, the first split which is important but you know I'm, I'm sort of just asking you this you know for anybody that's listening that's not um overly familiar with greyhounds how much emphasis do you put on things like you know second sections run home times all those um sorts of things
0: it all depends. Obviously, it, it all depends on the distance. And uh, just say, I'm I'm talking about 500 meter dogs. It's obviously a short run into the first turn. So if I'm if I'm drawn wide. And I'm not blistering early. You probably can forget it because your chances of crossing are pretty tough. Whereas if you're drawn on the inside, and we know how much of an advantage drawn on the drawing on the inside on the city tracks, it doesn't matter which city track, but yeah. any box as one, two, three is such a big advantage. So yeah. I think, as I said, if you're out in front, it makes life so much easier. You don't have to worry about trying to weave through or running into trouble, or you know, relying on luck. It takes the luck factor out of it. But yeah, the the first split and probably second split are the thing to me. Like, yep, you got to think to yourself at times that if you're five in front and they pile up, well, you're going to get away with it. But if if you're out in front and you get mowed down, well, so be it. That's that's the way it goes. You know, unfortunately, you've just been beaten by a better dog. But I, I know Jace Thompson was saying a while ago that you know he would take a dog that could. Run five O's at Sandown and probably eighteen sixties or seventies off the back, and may only run twenty nine sixty overall. Than a dog that would probably go five twenty to five thirty early, and you know may run twenty nine twenty overall because you're going to win more races than you lose.
1: Yep. How much emphasis do you put on um, breeding when you uh, do your form?
0: I uh, not a stack to be honest. I yep. really just go off the uh, off the current form. Um, it, uh, breeding it can it can play uh, play. A little factor but like fernando bales probably revolutionized that because he throws so much box speed and at the same time he throws stays as well so that's the that's the kind of hard part you know i'm i, I breed a few litters here and there and i'm pretty fascinated by the whole breeding side of things and how people assess it but uh, it doesn't really factor too much in unless yeah. i think to myself well it's a maiden you know if it's by fernando it's probably going to have a little bit of early toe it may be a little bit weak but like Certain size there, Mybro Fabio. I think probably Wow, she's fast is the only exception to the rule that she can step well. And I've never seen another Mybro Fabio go anything under 520 at Sandown or the Meadows. Yeah. Um, and you know, your Alan Deeds, they're, they're not blistering types. So, uh, in a way, it doesn't play a huge part. But yeah. you know, if it comes down to the little thing at the end, whether who do I go for, the Fernando or Magic Sprite Papa opposed to uh yeah alan deed or my bro fabio i know which way i'd be going based on leader's track
1: yeah and you're right like if you've got you know um eight maidens that well i know up here when they took away performance trials you sort of look to you know if you've got first starters you sort of look to breeding and possibly the trainer more than anything else to get some sort of a guide on whether they're worth backing or or putting in your exotics at all
0: i couldn't agree more yeah trainers play a big part for me i'm a i'm a big fan of uh certain kennels and you just know that some dogs are going to be rock hard fit and will run the trip out you know they could probably run it twice in the space of 10 minutes because they're just they're going to be timed to the minute uh and you can see that in a lot of the dogs that if they go and trial 1660 or 2950 they'll run within a length of it either way and and it's those dogs they're the ones you want to be backing because they're so true to their form um and it's those other ones that you, you know might run five or Five or six lengths off what they ran the start before, and then it might fluctuate here and there. But trainers are big for me. I'm, I'm, you know, keen on following certain trainers. And if there's money out there, one, one of my biggest things I always try and tell people when it comes to having a bet or you know assessing a race that if a maiden first starter, if there is big money for it, usually people don't back them if they don't think the dog can win. So yeah. that that's the big thing for me. I, I look all across the country. Don't worry, I'm, I'm a big fan of you know Maitland's uh maidens that they have up there or even Wentworth Park because you know if you think your dog can win you'll you'll have something on it so yeah. that's the that's the big big factor
1: now I want you to give yourself a wrap and tell me some of the biggest wins that you've ever had on the punt
0: oh geez I, I could <laughs> probably tell you uh probably tell you if you were the, the scary losses but uh, <laughs> no I uh I, I hit a I hit a handy multi um Yesterday, uh, I was about. I think I was paying about uh, forty to one, and I also hit another one. Jeez. Uh, I think I think I hit another one on radio. I tipped five winners. I tip five uh, from five on the night uh, on my radio show. It's called Thrill the Chase on Sen Track,
1: and
0: yep. yeah, gave five winners and a few of the listeners actually multied all five together. They got eighty five to one, and I think
1: they oh had my tens,
0: God. tens and twenties on them. So yeah, I've had some uh, had some biggies as well, and I've uh, I've had a couple of you know. Real sour beats as <laughs> well. We're talking dollars forty we going for monster coin, but yeah, I, you, you could write you could write a, a million page book on the amount of times that something goes wrong and you get one the last leg of your multi fails. But um, yeah, no, I've, uh, I've I've been pretty lucky. I you know I've been if I'm not if I'm not winning, I'm around the mark, and I'm not you know I'm not trying to pump my own tyres up or anything. Yeah. But no, go for you it. Know, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. On, on on the old radio, I've uh, yeah been seeing them all right of late, and hopefully it can, can can continue because. Yeah, you, you try and give out tips. You, what people—the thing for me is that people can rip into you and say, "Oh, you know that was a dud. This was a dud. That was yeah. a dud." But they don't realise that you're backing them as well. You're putting your hard earned. <laughs> yeah, up. that's right. So, that's that's the thing that makes me <laughs> laugh the most. It's like if I'm giving you a tip, I think the thing can win, and I've backed it myself. Yeah. So, like. People don't understand that at times, and you know it's not it's not the greyhound's fault. At the end of the day, you know it might have got might have got checked, it might have got yeah. injured. You, you, no, no one can you can't blame it. It's just that's it's called punting for a reason, or you know, gambling. But um, yeah, I think if you get the odds in your favor and really assess the race and do your form, I know the watchdog from Victoria. He's a big fan on do, doing your tapes, and he says that yeah. on our weekly uh, Thursday night show. But if you can do your tapes out there. And being the first couple going into the first turn, you'll win a lot more than you'll lose.
1: Yep. Is there any, um, you know, maybe one or two dogs that you've sort of got in your black book that um, people can keep an eye on?
0: Oh, that's a that's a good one. Uh, I, I follow racing all across the all across the state, or well, actually across the country, really. Um, I'm I'm a massive fan of Koblenz. Yes. I, I just think that. Yep. I, I think I think he's going to be the perfect phoenix dog, to be honest. Um. Um. I know with the SEN track or SEN have got a slot in the Phoenix and yep. we'll be looking to get a dog at some point. So I might be having to make a little phone call to Dave Gale out there. But uh, <laughs> there's probably, probably a couple of dogs that I think would be really suited to that. He's one of them. Fernando Bluey's another. Both of them based on brilliant early speed. Yeah. Um, but dogs to watch. There was one that went around in the Maiden Series on Sunday at Bendigo, race one. It's called Mobile Legend. I think it went 27.85 and to do that in your second start and yeah. first go over 500, I think you've got some sort of ability and I heard it might have even trialled a tad quicker. So it's yeah, probably nice. one Daryl Bre- Brennan trained. Yeah, it's a it's a real fast pup. So um, that's probably one there and uh, there was a couple that went up Hillsville yesterday uh, on the bit. I know we've, we've heard a little bit about him, but Matty yeah. Lanigan trained your turn yesterday from Achilles yeah. if you run home a length If you're running home a length and a half faster than Ferdinand Boy did when he won the Hillsville Cup, then I think you're doing something right. (laughs) Yeah, they're probably a a couple to follow.
1: Yeah, nice. And if anybody wants to um, follow your tips on a regular basis, how can they do that?
0: Uh, At Mitch Abaya. So it's uh, at and then obviously Mitch, and my last name's a hard one to spell, (laughs) E-B-E-Y-E-R, and that's on Twitter. As I said, if you probably ask me that, uh, six to 12 months ago I wouldn't have even had a Twitter account but yeah <laughs> I've uh I've got one now and that's the main place I put them and yeah uh, or you can tune in on I'm on SEN track on the radio Monday Wednesday Thursday Friday and Sunday obviously between certain slots it's 15 93 a.m but it's a it's a really good um racing platform covers all greyhounds thoroughbreds and the harness but yeah, yeah you can tune in our main nights Thursday night the lids fly between 6 and 10 and yeah it's just a i think it's fantastic that the sports you know being publicized not just myself but the watchdog as well and it, the job you're doing as well i think it's such a good industry and the more people that talk about it and you know bring positive energy to it the better it is
1: yeah 100 percent. yeah and like you said twitter is an interesting platform you know it can be your best friend or it can be your worst enemy but anyway yeah to... spot on <laughs> put yourself out there and see how you go but anyway now nah, look thank you so exactly. much that was a great insight I, I was frantically making notes and now I'll actually know what I'm looking for when I read a form guide people say to me oh you know do this and I'm thinking I've got no idea I'm like yeah just pick that one I don't know I said back something by Fernando ball they're like every dog in the race is by Fernando Bale I said oh well back them all you know
0: <laughs> yeah uh, if, uh, it's a good place to start because you throw so many superstars yeah. but yeah there's a few little tips and tricks and yeah, if you stick to, as a good friend uh, said, Jamie Ennis, he said, city tracks, if you stick to the inside boxes, one, two and three, you'll always come out on top. You've been listening to the Greyhound Girl Podcasts with Dimity Marr, proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or their website, greyhoundpp.com.au.